Marshall. I'll see you at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah! Now I will get rid of you. No problem. Look, I have no problem being the underdog. Control it! It's Thursday, and you know what that means. Welcome to episode 361 of the Kappa Mo Show. We're about to take it to the max, and we are a week and a bit away from, well, they call it a speed bump on the road to WrestleMania. I call it a pothole. Uh, Blood Money 7. That's oh, Jesus Christ. Elimination Chamber to everybody without a conscience. Uh, because it's in Saudi Arabia this year. For reasons. Yeah. Reasons. Terrible ones, uh, but reasons. And and already we have two very unwanted matches made on SmackDown. One for Blood Money, one for Mania. First off, the match that we dreaded being made official because the WWE have dropped the same ball twice. Twice. Now, uh, Ronda is not facing Becky one-on-one. She's facing the Golden Girl, Charlotte Flair. Because uh, reasons. Yeah, What what's the story? Uh, I'm not that dumb. So I don't know. Oh, wait, wait. They had a Twitter beef. No, that was Becky and Ronda. Uh, they've had several promos. No, that was Becky and Ronda. Huh. They're both blonde. Nope, she's brunette. Yeah. <laughs> I just but just put Charlotte. Damn it! Just put Charlotte in there. <laughs> I really don't give a shit. There's there's no story. There's no reason for me to care about this match. That's the thing. That's the that's that's where it is, right there, bro. That's the the what's it? The seed that planted it all. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a shit. And why? Because the old man doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. You, you if this was Becky, this would be fucking headline news right now. This right. would be headline fucking news. Everybody's talking about it. You know, it's up there. Fucking the marks are you know in their wonderland because they're you know supreme you know because they're women's division and blah 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 blah. But it's fucking Charlotte and Ronda, and everybody's half hoping Ronda whips her ass, and then half hopes that she immediately goes home. Like these, e- you know. So even the people who fans. don't want Ronda back in WWE will admit 
Becky would be a more make more sense. Yeah. You just yeah. name like the Twitter beef and all the other nonsense that they had prior. And, you know, upon return, you think that you would kind of maybe, I don't know, build on stuff that had, had happened. But hey, what do I know? I just, you know, have watched wrestling for 25 fucking years. Yeah. The, they only have history because Charlotte got involved in Ronda's already feud with Becky. What was it three years ago? Three years ago. Then she wasn't needed or wanted either. She just nope. got added to it. Because when the whole beef was between Becky and Ronda. Because she's Charlotte. Because she's Charlotte Flair. Damn it. Um, uh, secondly, uh, Wild Bill hip replacement is back again. Uh, Bill Goldberg. Tweaking more than a map he addict. Said Wild Bill hip replacement. <laughs> was like, That's the worst Pokemon name I've ever heard. I choose you. You're next. Um, oh. Seriously, what is up with his promos? He's tweaking more than a meth addict. Like, uh, you, this, um, you know, I haven't seen. I got the thing right here, which, by the way, right. like me, ba- <laughs> me getting ready to bash this fucking guy with this fucking poster behind me doesn't look good. But shit, this out. You see, when you were fucking cool like this, I'm all about it. When you're back here for zero reason, zero. I don't understand it. I understand that this is a match they've wanted for a while. They felt it's a marquee match. I dig it. I do. Why didn't it happen like a year ago? Uh, what stopped? Uh, isolated, didn't he? Oh, that's right. Yeah, he had because of fucking COVID. Okay. Yeah, and they replaced him with Braun. So okay, Fine. but Fine. why? Why does Goldberg get to just walk in jump. and call a title shot? Thank you. Why does he just get to jump the line? There you go. Give me something besides the oh well, he was in quarantine, you know, out with COVID nonsense, and this is why we couldn't have the match. He's got to work. He can't just show up and expect a title. Like, that just means any fucking jerk off in the back should be able to do that, right? Where's Big E's rematch? There you go. Where's Big E's rematch? Shit, where's Kofi's rematch? No, they're never going to give Kofi a rematch. <laughs> never. We tried when you kid. It didn't work out. But I was really popular. <sighs> you don't know popular. It's basically Spear versus Spear. That's the whole hype around the match. Yeah. But the, some people, the, some people think that uh, Bill winning would be a good idea, and I'm like, I the, them having the match is already a bad idea. Yeah, to extend a feud is worse. <laughs> like, what what the fuck are you doing? Like, get him, get him in, get him out. Let Roman whoop his ass for like five six minutes in the middle of the Saudi whatever, and fucking let's just go home because it's already booked. But you said Goldberg was cool back then, back in the late nineties, and now. He can't go anymore. That's the biggest problem with this, with him coming back constantly and getting title matches. He can't go anymore. Two yeah. matches, he's done. Two matches, two moves, he's done. Two moves. And then, I guess, I hate to Harper, and I hate to bring back old shit, but look at what happened with Taker. I understand they were both old. I get it. You know, there's there's parameters of the whole bit. But if he's going to do that with one of the fucking more established well-rounded fucking workers there's ever goddamn been. What the fuck's going to happen with him and Roman? Right. You know what I mean? You're going to get a little wild with this guy and you're hoping he's just going to take care of you? I, I uh, Yeah, he was old, but look at Sting. Sting's, Sting's on some shit, boy. I don't know what, but he is on some <laughs> shit. I, know, I noticed he's always like got everything covered up. He's on Venom. 
That's exactly. He's like got him say, venom injected straight into his veins. There you go. Um. So, yeah, two unwanted matches that are supposedly marquee matches. Um. I guess the good news is we're getting Roman and Goldberg at Elimination Chamber, which means Roman's probably going to go over, and then of course we got Roman and Brock at Mania. Yep. So. That, that's another thing. Goldberg's coming back, and we know he's going to lose, so what's the point? It, but then, it, unless you're Bully Ray, who thinks Goldberg should win just to stir shit up, and then Roman wins it back the next week. Like I said, there's zero point of building a fucking feud. It's exactly the idiot I was talking about. <laughs> he's like, why? What is the point? Oh, their names. Dude, this is this is the problem. You see, this is the problem. This is why... AEW's has a fucking over a million viewers. You know, probably going to be three weeks straight after this last episode because hot damn. So, so. But it's because of the fucking buzz. It's because of the star building uh, capabilities. You know, they're not just, you don't just worry about Jericho and you don't just worry about, you know, Kenny and all those other dudes. You worry about a dude like a Jungie, okay? You worry about a dude like a Darby, like an M, like look at where the fuck MJF is right now. They've built fucking stars. They had to. They're not relying on dudes from the past because that, that's what garners a pop. Hey, look at this name. Look at this name. Look at this name. Stop that. Start building some fucking names. And then maybe you don't have to fucking pay a, a fucking old guy like Goldberg, what, like fucking 75 grand to go to fucking, or probably way more than that. Yeah, that, probably that's closer fucking to like money. a couple hundred grand to go to fucking Saudi Arabia and lose. I wouldn't be surprised if it's more seven figures. You know, I I really you're probably right. I'm probably underballing it like <laughs> a some bitch. <laughs> he gets seventy five grand per second. Fucking get him in and get him out. Then let's go. <laughs> fucking who's gonna set the new pin record? Roman, happen, make it happen. Oh, that'd be great. You know what? That yeah, that makes it work. If you really want to bring him back just for that, I don't mind laughing at it. Goldberg gets it's, beat with one spear. The irony. It's stupid, but I'll laugh at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's our top story. Now let's go to old stories as we revisit this week in wrestling history. Very short and sweet this week. I've only got three pieces of history. Um, you know, this is a lot of birthdays. I've only got a few, so hopefully you obviously got more than me. Um, first up in history, though, on February 5th, 1988, Andre the Giant defeated Hulk Hogan for the WWE Championship when Ted DiBiase paid referee Earl Hebner to count the pin, even though Hogan's shoulder was up. Andre yep. then handed the title to DiBiase, which WWE declared null and void, uh, uh... Which, which led to a tournament to crown a new champion at WrestleMania Four. So Ted DiBiase... Was actually champion for a week and defended the title, but it, it doesn't count. Bastards. It, it's not included in history. Bastards. <laughs> it's unsanctioned. Bastards. <laughs> but it was great, though. That was a great moment. I don't give a fuck. That was a great moment. I love the idea of Andre the Giant winning the title because the referee was paid off. <laughs> well, yeah, he was a part of the stable. He was getting paid. It was just like, fuck that. It's like, wait, well, my question was, is how much are you paying this fucking guy? Because I'm sure he's already making a shit ton of money. Like, are you paying him and you're paying the bar tab? Like, that's my question. <laughs> oh, I I wouldn't want to pay that bar tab. 
hey, you know what? You you're not wrong. I'm just like you know, like even Ted DiBiase would be. Bankrupt. You really want to persuade Andre the Giant? You fucking. <laughs> I got your bar tab. You want you want this thing here? Okay, like you don't get fight. Here's my house. <laughs> <laughs> we drink now. It's fucking. It's fucking six in the morning now. Okay, I'm not, I'm not arguing with you. <laughs> Um, February 6th, 1977, Harley Race defeated Terry Funk on a house show to win his second NWA World Heavyweight title. Uh, if you look at the history of the NWA title from like 75 to 80, it's just Terry Funk, Harley Race, Giant Baba, Terry Funk, Harley Race. Um, and then the 80s come along and it's just Ric Flair. Ric Flair. <laughs> just Ric Flair, Ric Flair, Ric Flair. Um, finally, I said it was short and sweet. Today in history... Uh, and actually recent history on Dynamite last year, Kenny Omega and Kenta defeated John Moxley and Lance Archer in a false count anywhere main events. Main events. Uh, Kenta was like the first person to walk through the forbidden door. Yes, yes. He Pretty did. much. Yeah, that was the first dude. I'm not, yeah, that sounds exactly right. I believe that was like the first guy that really showed up. And then I want to say it was uh, who the fuck came next? Fonda Rosa was still in NWA when she showed up. That's true. But who was the other like New Japan? I think it was a while before we got another New Japan person. We got a couple of um... oh, um, we got Juice. And there Finley. you go. That's right. It was the fucking yeah. It was goddamn Juice. It was got the fuck was their stupid name? Finn Juice. There you go. <laughs> and then he even went over to Impact and won the tag team titles for a while. Hell yeah. Um, so badass. Here's the short list of birthdays that I've got for this past week. And it's pretty much like one a day. So Chris Saban turned 40. Madison Rain turned 36. Um, Hikuleo. 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 Oh, I have too many vowels. Turned 41. You're not wrong. Um, Zion Quinn, a.k.a. Roman Reigns Light. Turned 32, Tommy Dreamer turned 51, and happy birthday today to Taiji Ishimori turned 31. Uh, Kevin Matthews, everybody remember him from Impact a few years ago, turned 39, and legend Victoria turned 51. Oh, yeah. What else we got? Um, I don't mean to say it. Fucking uh, David Flair's birthday. Oh, yeah. David Flair, March the 6th. Uh, we got Mr. Anderson, March the 6th. Shaquille O'Neal, Val <laughs> Venus, March the 6th. Uh, oh, wait, that was the next month. Seen somebody. Oh, this is in March. Yeah. Wrong March. What? Maybe that's why I missed them all. I was going to say, I was like, <laughs> I fucked up. Well, wish you a happy birthday again next month. Happy guys. birthday to all you crazy bastards because I fucked up next month. There you go. Well, you know, your birthdays are coming, so we better get an invite. And now that I'm looking at all the other ones you've named, all the <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, this is a lot of birthdays. What do you mean you only got a couple? Because <laughs> I was um, in the wrong month. If we don't this get it, what happens invite... when you have too many screens in front of you. Yeah. Um, I'll be that guy. So, if we don't get an invite to those upcoming birthdays in March, we're going to be saying some shit online, which is That's right. ironically. What comes up next in the next segment? Because this is shit Mark say. Oh, God. <laughs> Can you believe the shit these marks say? I 
think I only had one last week, but I got a few this week. Um, so once again, names have been changed to protect their stupidity. First up, we have Bernardo Mayonnaise. <laughs> Bernardo Mayonnaise. Um, so f- this is actually two tweets from Bernardo Mayonnaise. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, first up, uh, I won't be watching AEW Dynamite tonight for the surprise, as I want to keep my sanity and not end up brainwashed. I will, however, be ripping the piss out of Tony when his mega debut turns out to be Keithley or Cross. So now this is another tweet from the same guy um, a few months ago. Keithley is just top tier. Dude on the mic, fire. Dude in the ring, fire. Dude in general, fire. This segment is gold. Hashtag WWE Raw. This is the fucking... Mm. <laughs> mm. So you're a fan of somebody when they're in WWE, but not when they're in another company. Is that how it works? That tells me you're not a fan of any wrestler. You're just blowing Vince. And trust me, dude, I swear to God, that is 90% of these fucking marks. It's not that they don't like these dudes. It's not. Like, I have, I have, I have met some dudes that they, they prefer the guys from the E more, and they give logical reasons. And I'm like, holy shit, like, you, you're, what the fuck? And it's like, oh well, this is why. And I, and I'll, and I'm and I'm going to be honest. I'll be real honest here. A lot of some of these hardcore uh, hardcore E fans that wouldn't mind switching over or at least double dipping, they don't want to be a part of the toxicity they call it of AEW fans. And I'm like, we're just smarter than you. <laughs> and they're like, well, we don't like to be told that. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. You know, Honestly, but that's though- the thing. They 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 have been they've been riding the fucking coattails of Vince forever. They don't know nothing else. They don't want to know anything else. And because there's something else out there, they have to bash it. I, I would say also that the toxicity is pretty one sided because like we just enjoy multiple products, but most of the bitching comes from the e drones. The e drones for absolutely no reason other than they're on AEW. That's it. Um. And I guarantee if Bernardo Mayonnaise is blowing Vince, he's gargling some mayonnaise. Oh, yeah, he's probably an expert at this point. Like <laughs> I said, how do you go from absolutely loving Keith Lee to, I won't be there because I won't be watching it because I already know the surprise. Okay, well then go fuck yourself. It was, it was literally a few months ago too, so it wasn't even when Keith was like on top form. It was when he was getting wasted on Raw. It when he was just about to be the Bearcat. Right, yeah. Probably when he was Bearcat. Uh, This next one, I'm not going to change the name because the name says it all. Uh, It's Tribal Chief at Roman Empire and a bunch of numbers. (laughs) You know what's coming. Okay. Bro, I don't want, I just want to know, like, how fucking sweaty are the nuts that they put in the mouth? You (laughs) know what I'm saying? Like, these are some sweaty balls. Well, the profile picture, all I see is a beard and then, like, a white mist. I don't know if it's mist or something else. And the mist, wait. Uh, so first up, there's a tweet that says that commercial free first hour of Raw contained a whole 10 minutes of and 32 seconds of actual in-ring action. It's hard uh-uh. not to compare companies when WWE goes and does this. Fair enough. A bunch of wrestlers backstage doing nothing that could have actually been used. Fair point. Uh, Tribal Chief replies, sorry there wasn't a pointless 60-minute draw match. You're obviously missing the points. Huh? I have a 60-minute draw. 
And it built a feud. Right. It it it, it, it was also it is, an hour of wrestling. It and it also established the the reality that this young guy in Hangman Page can hang with a fucking crazy old vet. I wouldn't say called old, but a crazy vet like fucking B Drive. Yeah. So and what I would much rather a match go sixty minutes and draw than a pointless DQ because at least you know if what? you go sixty minutes, they're as good as each other. Exactly, but you want to know what I want to know what this fucking dickhead's reaction was when they did that sixty minute gauntlet about a year ago. Yeah, or any Iron Man match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, what's your fucking thoughts about those, here, pal? Brett, Brett and Sean went sixty minutes and it was a draw. Yeah, but they went to overtime. Yeah, but it was still a draw, which still proved they draw. were just as good as each other. And then Sean just needed the cheap shot to win. Which is which well. is a story. Which is what they used to build and make a fucking story. Because that's the fucking thing they make. They used to make stories. They used to fucking build on shit and give you reasons to. And now what it is is their fucking stories get half built because you kind of know what's happening. They kind of throw shit together because people beat up on each other. And then all of a sudden, ah, we don't like that direction. Cut it off. Yeah. I remember, As opposed to back then, they would actually pay it off. Do you, do you remember stories, E-Drones? Now it's just show up and I want a title shot. Mm-hmm. Done. Again, we <coughs> pop for the name, and that's it. Okay. I don't need to change the name on this one, folks, because this comes from Danny. I'm sure I'll narrow it down. Danny. Danny says the Saudi government has done more for women wrestlers than Tony has within his own company. I don't recall I... ever seeing any of the women in AEW forced to cover up their entire bodies. I remember seeing this. <laughs> fucking tweet and I was like I swear I wanted to just write the comment Yo what's the address I'm gonna beat this motherfucker ass Like <laughs> How stupid How fucking stupid are you They They're in a fucking country Where they fucking view women In almost the ne- most negative way Possible which is fucking disgusting By the way but that doesn't matter to you Because it's what they've done for women's wrestling Right it's about women's wrestling, not about the women part in general. That's why fucking Tony don't go. He's not willing to dis- to degrade the women on his fucking roster just to display them to get to try to get them over when they don't give a living shit. They don't. Whether you want to believe it or not, they don't care. Is it a cool groundbreaking moment that you know there was women that wrestled in Saudi Arabia? Sure, whatever. I don't give a shit. Do you give a shit? Because I don't give a shit. I don't think half the other fucking people that watch this thing give a shit. But they did it because they wanted to be the first. And But in what way is it groundbreaking or impactful? It's You're literally just going against the grain. And it did nothing to help anybody. And they They didn't all of a sudden allow... You know what I mean? Yeah, they didn't all of a sudden fucking allow women to do more shit because fucking WWE said women can do things. So, fuck out of here. Yeah, this chamber now, they're all going to be dressed exactly the same. All black, t-shirt. All black with a t-shirt, baby. Uh, and Only finally, distincting factor besides their hair is going to be the t-shirt. <laughs> it's ironic. Who's that? Oh, that's, uh, is that Bianca or is that Sasha? I can't see the shirt. <laughs> oh, wait, it's the hair. It's the hair. But uh, uh, you know what? This is this is a dark joke now. It's ironic, really, that we're going to get six women in a cage in Saudi Arabia. Right. 
the fuck out. <laughs> Fucking damn. Okay, I'm going to get cancelled. Um, finally, <laughs> from Henry the Ninth and his six brain cells. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is a great one. NXT posted um, join Wesley, Amari Miller, um, Damon Kemp, Draco Anthony, Caden, Osho, Alicia Taylor for uh, Black History Month discussion on Twitter spaces. Henry the Ninth responds. <laughs> Where's Io Shirai? What? You know, famous black wrestler Io Shirai, right? What? <laughs> I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong, she's a gangster and all, but what? Um, okay. <laughs> you you know what? There's a very old, there's a great saying out here that my, I've learned from very many people working in the school districts. Uh, you can't teach stupid. No. Th- this is just like naming a bunch of Irish wrestlers and then being like, where's Drew McIntyre? Fucking. <laughs> it's fucking dumb, but yes. <laughs> no, I mean, oh. it is. No, it's. it's. God, it's. That's. Okay, let me give you a fucking terrible example. It's like naming off a bunch of Mexican wrestlers and then saying, uh, who's a fucking guy with just a like Sammy Guevara. Right. It's like this guy is as fucking white as they come, and the only reason his last name is Guevara is because that was his dad's last name. He's terrible. Partly Spanish. But yes, it's that what? She's not even black. Like Exactly. The whole point. Uh <laughs> fucking Jesus. This is why these remarks and this, and this is the shit they say. Fucking hell. <laughs> that that's our new tagline, by the way. Um, okay, ladies and gentlemen, Promomania is upon us. It's our biggest event of the year. It's the night everybody wants to be a part of. On March 31st, we take to the stage. In a rematch from last year's cinematic showdown, I take the world championship back from the Phoenix in a cinematic sequel. That's not a prediction, that's a spoiler. Love it. We don't know the opponent, but we do know Moses has issued an open challenge for a promo exhibition um, at Romania. Who, who's who's going to step up to El Jefe? Who's got the fucking huevos, baby? That's the <laughs> question. Uh, and speaking of mystery opponents, last week Alexander Rowan returned to confirm that Travis Walker Anderson will be at Promomania, and his opponent apparently knows who he is, but we're, we're still waiting. Um, I, as far as I know, the mystery opponent has not let us know. Um, I've heard nothing. Alexander gave them a week to respond. They're going to have to respond by the end of this episode. Otherwise, we're going to hear again from Alexander. So All I know for sure is it ain't me and it ain't you. No. So oh, whoever it is, sure. please respond by the end of this episode because I don't really want to get hacked again. Yeah, that wasn't fun, bro. <laughs> you know how expensive this shit is? It, it ain't cheap. <laughs> um, also, at Promo Mania, we have a mini ring of games for a future shot at the television championship. So Phoenix gets to rest on that one. He's going to lose enough against me. And finally, the Iron Bank Challenge on the pre-launch show, March 29th. Somebody is going to win the briefcase, which gives them a chance to cash in on any champion within one year. Last year, it was won by Chris Durham, who 
passed it on to the Phoenix when he retired, and Phoenix then lost it to Chad Malcolm. So the 2021 case has yet to be cashed in, and Chad has until the end of Promo Mania to cash it in because we're going to have two briefcases bouncing around. Mm-hmm. Too many. Uh, more to come from Promo Mania. Go to maxwrestling.net slash promomania7 for more information. Charismatic Enigma, Jeff Hardy. Hey, this is Tommy Dream. It's the Ultimate Vanessa, your girl's favorite wrestler. Hey, yo, what up? It's Darby Allen. This is the voice of Killer Cross. It's the interview queen, Alicia Atute here. You are watching Max. Max Wrestling Podcast. You are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. We're going to take it to the Max. We're about to take it to the Max. And we're about to take it to the Max. It's time to take it to the Max. Hey, welcome to the Madhouse. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us. We're literally everywhere. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and Podbay. Yeah, fucking everywhere, goddammit. Okay, on to uh, AEW. Um, what so a fucking show, bud. We were promised surprises. We got surprises. We kicked off with the segment of MJF. The, uh, this nice little spoiler for upcoming basking in his own glory um, with like cardboard cutouts of his friend best. from last week <laughs> they were very good quality they were um, top notch shit man my, my favorite part of the segment was just the constant cuts to Wardlow's face and just the exasperation on his face just, mm-hmm. really uh, um, the fucking like I said, the feuds that get planted in AEW are meant to build for a while, just stem and stem and stem, and then all of a sudden when they fucking explode, they're gonna explode in a big way, and you're oh. you're seeing it. You're literally seeing the steam and the bubbles start to boil over. It's this, getting to that part. This MJF and Wardlow feud is in a slow cooker, cooking nicely, but it's gonna get spicy at the end. Uh, obviously, we were interrupted by CM Punk, who this week brought along a couple of friends, Darby Allen and Sting. Basically, they wanted a fight. Um, Punk wants a rematch. But I love how he said, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to the guy that actually beat me last week, Wardlow. Right. <laughs> um, which, of course, sets up the match that we got a little bit later on, which was Punk and a mystery partner versus FTR. The partner could not be Darby or Sting. Which made us wonder if it was going to be another debut because we already knew we were getting one. 
the speculation in the TSK went bananas. Right. <laughs> I kid you not. We went from uh, who was the the biggest hitter? Samoa Joe. We thought mm-hmm. Samoa Joe would oh, show would be, up, right? Because I'm like, ring, you know, all the Ring of Honor history. That was a DC one. He dropped that. Uh, we thought, uh, who was the other cat? We thought of, uh, it was, uh, oh, Curry Man, just because of the, because <laughs> I was like, bro, Curry Man, what you mean? Like Ring of Honor, come on now. And so the Curry Man idea was dropped. There was somebody else that was like, um, God damn, who else was cool? Oh. This is when everybody thought Ryback was going to show up. And I was like, oh, the fuck he would. But then it turned yeah. out to be John. It was like, oh, okay. You know, I haven't seen this guy in a bit. So, all right. Well, he saw him last week, but still. Not mad about it. Um, yeah, not at all. They actually made a really good team. I, I think I honestly think this was Punk's best match in AEW so far. Like. It was. I. Uh, it was on the verge of a five, bro. That, enti- that tag team match was that damn old. You know what? No. I gave it five last night. I'm gonna stick with my fucking with my guns on this one. That was absolute five star madness. FTR, I don't give a shit anymore. They're the fucking best tag team in the world. I don't fu- like. I've literally gone back and forth. You know, is it fucking Penton Phoenix? Is it the Bucks? Is it this guy's? That's it, fucking FTR. And then it's everybody else. They're the fucking best. And Punk really made him look good last night. He took oh a God. beaten. He was constantly on the defensive, constantly missing tags, constantly being isolated by FTI. Mm. It was a great match for them, too. Um, and then we got some cool double-team spots with Punk oh, and yeah. Mox. It, it, just a great match. Awesome doomsday device. Flashback to some, you know, to the, was it, the Varul Warriors. Right. God. And it actually it ends with a freaking Anaconda Vice. Of How all long the moves. Vincent's we saw that? It's been a hot minute. <laughs> been a hot minute. Even Teddy called that finish out. I swear, uh, Mox is always trying to hit the paradigm shift quicker than the last time. He's looking for instant. It, I think like, he's trying to like make it like the stunner effect, where it's just boom, bang, instant I mean, finisher. I dig it. I like it. It's just it's it's got to be one of those ones that unfortunately does have a little bit of a transition. But I mean, mm-hmm. hell, like, I mean, if you can figure out how to speed it up, make it look good still without dumping somebody, handle it. I love how you make it frantic. Um, Yeah, the, the transition into the paradigm shift eventually was great. It was just like under the arm, hook it, bring him around, boom. Good nice stuff. reversal. Quality shiz. Um, I actually want to see a lot more Punk and Mark's tag teams. I was actually surprised Brian Danielson didn't come out at any point because, of right. course, he's trying to, like, start a faction with Mark's. Exactly. That was that was a little question for me too, but I figured you know there was a little bit enough star power as it is they could kind of tone it down just a tidbit. Yeah, um, we did, however, get two debuts last night. First up was very quick. Um, Switchblade just randomly showing up backstage with the real Cold, rock and roller with the Cold Club uh, to attack uh, the with a new shirt that says King. That shit's awesome. Yeah. Um, so his appearance, his appearance on screen was quick, but mm-hmm. we did get a little bit of discussion between the Bucks and Adam Cole, and they were like, you know this guy was feuding with Kenny at one point, right? And he was like, yeah, yeah, but when you're Bullet Club, you're Bullet Club for life, and you trust, you trust me, you trust him. Again, it's official. planting the seeds. It's official. It TK 
he wants he and I'm gonna say this um, for all those fucking WWE a holes out there that swear to God NXT that uh, AEW is supposed to be the new old NXT. If anything, they're gonna be fucking like New Japan Light. Mm. The Bullet Club is coming, and it will be in full form because <laughs> Doc Gallows and Carl uh, Anderson's contracts are up in July. Ooh. Uncle Allen's contract is is gonna be ending soon as well. A lot of OG Bullet Club dudes um, could be going right to AEW and re- and remaking this giant Bullet Club faction. Tamatanga is already out of contract. Oh, there you go. Tamatanga is um, free right now. He says he was a free agent last month, and he's been tweeting Tony a lot over the past year or so. Oh yeah, um, and it's it's almost like he's deliberately being ignored, like they're playing us. I like, maybe that's just wishful thinking, but I like to think that Tony's not replying and Tama keeps sending the messages like, I want to walk through the open door, and then in mm. comes Tama from nowhere. Right? Oh, man. The possibilities are endless. I've been hearing, uh, now again, everybody knows my, my fucking, my source is Uncle Dave. There are guys from Japan coming. I don't know how, but there are guys from Japan coming. Who I don't know, but it's more than just Jay White, and it'll probably be more than just Tamatanga. So I was told expect some names, and but that was like, there was not being specific. I'm hoping for like a Jeff Cobb. I'm hoping for you know maybe some more Ishi, uh, maybe Tanahashi. I would fucking kill for Okada. But yeah. at the same time, like that's got to be like a super special thing. And yeah, well, there's like three biggest names would probably be Okada, Naito, Osprey. Oh yeah, Osprey would probably definitely be one. I'm sure he's on his way. All the shit he's been talking about AEW. I mean, how much fun did we have with Suzuki? Oh my god, <laughs> Suzuki was the man. Um, and the other debut, of course. Which everybody pretty much knew was limitless, not Bearcat, limitless, Keith Lee. Um, got a nice pop. The, <laughs> the music hit. Isaiah Cassidy shat his pants. Oh, yeah. Um, and just the match actually lasted longer than I thought it would. Mm-hmm. He got, he was able, he let him get some stuff in. And then, you after, know, all that. Keith just. Well, actually, mid-match, uh, Big Money Matt just walks out. He's done. Yep. He Had was like, you know what? You're going to fucking die, and I'm not a part of this. <laughs> one. Um, and then after the match, they try and double-team Keith, and he's just no-selling anything. Got you on a stuff. fucking over-the-ropes powerbomb you onto your partner. There you go. Love, Like I said, love Keith Lee to death, but you know, quarantine did not do this guy no justice. He is easily... Well over 300 at this point, probably about 330. <laughs> Again, I love him to death. I, if I could move like that at 330, I'm not talking shit about nothing. I'm just saying, you know, he's his his is uh he's not as trim. He he again he looks every bit of about like I said 330 maybe 325, but he fucking launched Isaiah Cassidy. Motherfucker got about probably five feet legit in the air. That spot was awesome. Just. Uh, <sighs> He's gonna be he's gonna be really good in AEW. Now I did say, and I have been saying, 
that I think him and like a Wyndham Rotunda could have literally maybe revamped Impact. But it, you know what? Mm-hmm. It they could still go. They could still play that card. You know, it's just you know there there are guys out there that that can probably make Impact a relevant company. And I thought Keith Lee was one of them. But you know, we'll have to keep looking. Yeah, there's there's plenty of free agents out there. Oh yeah. Thank thank you WWE. Oh, yeah, um, so after we saw Keith Lee, um, Serena Deeb had like an open challenge, and I, obviously did, they didn't show uh, what was it, Katie Cat uh, in the ring mm-hmm. for a while. So Serena comes out with an open challenge, and thinking, "Are we going to get Mia Yim?" But then of course That's they show exactly what everybody in the TSK thought. Um, maybe a little bit further down the line, right? Uh, <laughs> and then we had another mystery. Well, not mystery, jobber. Uh, as Jade defeated AQA um, to defend she the TBS title. Had, she, would... she had an NXT run, apparently. She did? Uh, under a different name. And uh, apparently she ended up hitting somebody with a moonsault in a weird way, or a shooting star press in a weird way, and that's why they kind of released her. Okay. Well, I'm My source for nice. that one is Teddy P. I hope it wasn't the shooting star press, because... It was actually a very nice shooting star press that she hit oh, last yeah. night. And it's nice to see it. You don't really see the shooting star anymore. No, just um, the poor girl got greedy. Went for a second yeah. one. and Honestly, it should have been a squash match, though, because you know, there wasn't much chemistry in there. And, I mean, Jade's still improving. I'll say this. As a guy that just loves to fucking tear people apart inside of this ring, she's getting so much better. Yeah, and I say that I say that as nicely as I can. I'm not going to bash on her. I thought this match was actually really good. She or not really good. It was pretty good. It could have been a lot better. They did have a couple of botched spots, and I think without those botched spots, people would have been saying like this was a banger. Like it, it had all the makings of a really good match. It just you you noticed the green and the people that definitely didn't help them. The botches didn't help them. And it, you know, and just and then it ties into it. So, but yes, she is absolutely improving. She has got nothing but star potential. Jade Cargill does. I went from bashing this poor girl to saying that she can be, she can be the next big thing. She really yeah. can be. It's, but I, and in due time, I will get over the the green factor. You know, you're yeah. gonna learn, and the, and as they've taught people, the best way to learn is on the job. Right, yeah, the the green is fading um, mm-hmm. on Jade. Uh, meanwhile, AQA about as green as this guy behind me. Right, pretty damn green still. <laughs> nice fucking shooting star press, but yeah, the shooting still star pretty was great. Fucking green, but everything else was a little bit wobbly. Okay, um, we get there. Uh, speaking of wobbly, Inner Circle is pretty wobbly right now, almost to hey. the point of implosion. As um, Jericho held the mandatory meeting. Which wasn't really a meeting, it was just getting your ass torn off by Santana. Pretty fucking much. They uh, he, show he up was to their own music. Really heated. And, well, yeah, look, I mean, when somebody like Eddie Kingston can convince I wouldn't say convince you, that's the wrong words. Can um spark something in you, I guess, you know, because in all reality, it's kind of true. Like for fucking it's been two years since the you know, the formation of the inner circle. They've got one title shot. Yeah. One. 
You know what I mean? I get that they're like, Chris is like, you had your shot and you lost. But it's like, motherfucker, we've been together for two years and I got a shot. One. The Young Bucks got more shots than I did. Fucking Jungle Express got more shots than we did. You know, you can list other tag teams that have had more shots than they have. Yeah. It's like, okay, is it, you know, are you really holding us back? So I was like, I love this storyline. I do. I don't understand why every like why well, it has to revolve around Sammy though, and I love Sammy. That's my guy. I just don't understand why it has to fucking revolve around him. You guys figure it out, or I'm gonna quit. Like what? I, yeah, that was a little bit confusing because <laughs> I was like, well, they're gonna quit anyway, Sammy. Right? Like I think they're gone, bro. Like who cares? Like are, are you are you inner circle or not? You know I, don't, I don't think Santana and Ortiz care if you want to stay in the group or not. Yeah, no, they don't give a, a rat's ass. They just want some gold. They want to be taken seriously. I mean, I can, I can, from KFA perspective, I can see both sides. Um, Absolutely. They've had a lack of tag team title opportunities, but at the same time, um, Jericho was right. I mean, they've been in multiple main events with the Inner Circle. They've become much more recognized as in Inner Circle members. Obviously, Absolutely. I mean, people knew who they were in Impact, but... Right. They came over to AEW, got a huge pop, and then they've been in, like you said, in multiple angles with the inner circle. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is a double-edged sword. Absolutely, but that's the that's the great thing about this. This is one of these stories where you're torn. How do you really feel? Are you on the side of Jericho? How is like you saw the anger come out on Jericho last night? You know, he's obviously frustrated. So this is one of these ones where. I don't want to say it's going to like tear fans apart or whatever, but it's more of now you need to pick your poison. Yeah, I don't think we knew Sammy was going to be the breakout from this group, and obviously now he's a two-time TNT champion, which was kind of funny. Get because rid he of stood... one of the fucking belts, dude. Please. <laughs> he stood sake. there with two identical belts. Santana and Ortiz are Fuck bitching jackass. about not getting any tag team titles. Meanwhile, Hager's just stood there not saying anything. Nah. He's like, you don't yeah. hear me bitching. He's like, yeah. Uh, well, so we're gonna go get some food after this, or <laughs> yeah. So like, Santana and Ortiz set up a tag match next week with Jericho and Hager, and like, Hager, so no, nobody asked Hager if he wanted to He's team like, Jericho. I don't want to do this. Like, so I you're just assuming take... that I'm on his side, okay? He's like, I was supposed to be golfing next week, but I guess I'll be here. <laughs> I kind of like the idea though of like Hager being the only one sticking with Jericho because they make. Like, they make a pretty interesting tandem. You got Jericho's the brains, the experience, and everything. You got Hager's the silent muscle. He's Yeah, I mean, it's you got to have a big to his little. You know what I mean? I wouldn't even call him <laughs> little, but you got to have a big. And it works. I I love Jake. Well, that's his lie. I really like Jake Hager. Um, but I don't think he can stand on his own right now. I mean, you can try, but, like, if him and Jericho were to split, what the fuck are you going to do with Hager? Yeah, Jericho, um, Hager kind of needs a mouthpiece. Not, th- not that he's a bad talker, no. but he's a lot cooler stood there looking badass while Jericho's talking shit. Exactly. The less he opens his mouth, the cooler he looks. Um, meanwhile, Sammy should have just, like, I'm going to go and hang with Ty. Right, like, uh, I'll see you later. I'm going to hang out with my ridiculously hot girlfriend. I'm not being a part of this shit. Have you seen my Instagram? Right? I'm out of here. <laughs> All about positivity these days. 
Um, and then, of course, finally, main event was just a massacre. Um, oh, my God. I like the second you say massacre, I immediately started thinking of fucking hangman's eye or where that yeah. cut was. And I'm like, I'm for literally seven or eight minutes of the, of the match. I'm like, guys, this fucking cut reminds me of Eddie and I'm a little worried. And they're like, well, mm. what do you mean? I'm like, it has not stopped. That was pretty heavy. And it just kept flowing. And I understand it. Like, it, it's on its face, you know, and the face is going to flow. I was like, but that thing was flowing. It never dried. Yeah. So. Um, I love how at the start of the match, obviously, it kicked off backstage. And then they come out to the stage. And Hangman just randomly throws Archer through this glass panel. Nobody mentioned where the glass panel came from. Obviously, right. it was for probably Lance's entrance. <laughs> it's just like this random glass panel just happens to be there. Um, and then all the con- commentary team, oh, we're, c- we're covered in glass now. Yeah. Oh, my God. Look at this. <laughs> like, what the f- Also, uh, dude goes through a glass panel. Shame at man confirmed. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> Shame at man's on his way. Now, fuck that shit. But no, the, ma- the match was brutal, bloody. Um, and you had both. Fuck out of each other. You had both angry old guys outside the ring. Um, Jake Damn almost man. hit a DDT. Oh, my God. The fucking crowd was begging for it. Right. And then fucking Archer's like, no, I'm going to do it. And he's like, oh, you fucking ruined my moment. Really want to hit a DDT. But then Hangman hits his own DDT. Like, yep. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> God damn it. Um, fucking Dan no. Lambert taking off the fucking top turnbuckle so he can't hit the buckshot lariat. So he fucking flips over the ramp and hits you know and goes what? through tables. That was genius, taking down the top rope so he can't hit his own finisher. Um, but that finish was fucking beautiful. Dan Lambert is uh, he's a piece of fucking work. But um, I'm actually here to confirm, Dan Lambert is getting fucking people on television. He's getting people to turn on that TV. Why do you say this? I have a lot of friends in the mixed martial arts community, a lot of Muay Thai fighters, jiu-jitsu guys. I had one of my buddies that um, we brag about our fight days all the time and how he still fights. He goes to Thailand and Mexico, and he's a he's a real Muay Thai fighter. So he go he does it for real, for real. And um, he was like, hey, you watch wrestling? I'm like, yeah, why? What's up? And he's like, what do you think of Dan Lambert? And I started laughing. <laughs> I said, oh, I love, hate the guy. And he's like, what the fuck does that mean? And I go on to explain. He's like, yeah, he's got me watching wrestling again. And I'm like, dude, Dan Lambert? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, you and who else? And he starts naming all these guys at this other gym. And I'm like, you tell me a bunch of fucking jiu-jitsu guys are watching pro wrestling? They're like, well, fucking Dan Lambert's on TV. And, and I'm like, oh, okay, Dan Lambert is fucking bringing MMA people to pro wrestling. I fucking like it. He's a lovable asshole. He's entertaining. He fucking really <laughs> fucking is. It, oh my god, what a fucking way to put it. He's a lovable asshole. Oh, dude. Especially when he's in the ring with Brandy. Oh, fucking Jesus Christ, <laughs> did you tear her apart, you poor fucking asshole. <clears throat> Dan Lambert and Brandy is like The Rock and Stephanie. Oh, yeah. Or Jericho and Stephanie. There you go, Jericho and Steph. They they, they both tore it to her back in the day, to be fair. 
Chem- chemistry is top notch. Top notch stuff. I don't give a <clears> shit <throat> if the crowd boos the crap out. Top notch shit. Oh, no, you're supposed to, and it's fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, that honestly, that finish, I I had to rewatch like three times. Just flipping over the raft, clothesline over the ropes, shit. through the table. Awesome. Oh. Fucking awesome. Uh, again, yes, Lance Archer lost another big title match, but in what uh, fashion? And then what? Like in the other, he lost via countout. Okay, mm. in a fucking Texas death match. If you're really going to put a fuck, like start to you know dis, uh, what's the downgrade him or whatever, just stop. This is a this was. This was the way he could lose, and it would be okay. I kept talking about, yeah, he's going to have to lose, and it's going to be a problem. Yeah, it's going to have to lose, and it's going to be a problem. Losing via count out doesn't mean shit. It really doesn't mean shit. No, it was it was basically a last man standing match. Exactly. So it's, you know what? He went in there and he looked fucking hella strong. Yeah. Okay. That fucking uh, his the blackout or whatever on the fucking on the fucking steps. Oh, jeez. Whatever is that they thought oh. like finisher or whatever, but that shit was Ugh. fucking bananas. I you he fucking li- bounced and then hit the fucking pole, and I was like, okay, well he's gonna fucking die. Obviously, Shivani sold it, but you could actually hear the genuine concern in his voice. He was like, oh no, 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 right? Shit, did yeah, he just was, break his back? Yeah, that was pretty fucking bad. Pretty fucking um, bad. So he took that bump, landed on his back, flipped over, and the o- the only thing he seemed to be concerned about pain wise was his finger, mm-hmm. which is like shit. Is he just like blown a nerve or something? Oh yeah, no, I thought he fucking broke his finger. Yeah, because he got he got it uh, he got it caught in the canvas. Yeah, that little side or that little side apron or whatever, and I was like, oh fuck no, like because I can oh, I can already see like your finger getting fucking ripped out from something like that. Oh yeah. Oh the, that- hell. That apron's tight. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Fucking with that shit. Um, and Hangman summed up this match with a tweet. Uh, I'm getting tired of bleeding every month. <laughs> Which and, and apparently people are going to have a fucking uproar about it. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I told him, quick, delete this before you get cancelled. But I, I appreciate the joke. It was hilarious. <laughs> and it's true. Every time he's every time he's had a match so far, he's bled. So, yeah. Oh, by the way, I have to bring up uh, 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 R.I.P. to Tully Blanchard. He died on this show. He got uh, fucking absolutely moited by uh, by CM Punk. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, they fucking killed Tully. Tully's dead. <laughs> fucking Tully's dead. Um, but this is what makes this fucking show fun. Like, this was a goddamn pay-per-view quality show. The, the great thing about it, too, was, like, on Mark's entrance, he, like, bowed to Tully. Mm-hmm. And then in the match, Punk just gives him a GTS. Just fucking kills the <laughs> poor bastard. Like, no selling, getting whipped with a jacket, too. Mm-hmm. Just... It was almost like Punk's like, I really don't want to do this, but you're pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, if you weren't on the other goddamn team, I'd fucking... You'd be my buddy. <laughs> Uh, he sold it pretty funny too. Like he took the GTS, kind of landed awkwardly, and we- then just weird, out and then the rolled forward, fell back. 
<laughs> the old man bumping. I don't know where to go. <laughs> it was great though. Uh, if I can this, <clears throat> again, this is this is what it is, bro. It's great fucking storytelling. Great show. I I literally did not see a thing wrong with this entire show. I heard people bitching about the finish and how Archer, you know, oh, I'm sick and tired of Archer losing and all that. I keep seeing that, and that's the only negative I've been seeing from this show. Yeah. But again, and as and as much as I like I said, as much as I can defend it because of the count out thing, it does make sense. Archer got to really stop losing. But you know, Hangman is world champ for a reason, and he's gonna hang on to it. For a little longer, for a certain reason. Yeah, we we also knew Hangman wasn't gonna lose. Yeah, no. Um, I don't think we really expected it to be that bloody though. Even though it obviously it was gonna be a Texas Death match, but like right from the off, blood everywhere. Oh yeah, it was like I <laughs> think thirty seconds in, and Archer was bleeding. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? Ah, uh, whatever. Uh, I think we need a new segment for the end of the show. Um. Basically, so what's happened in NXT 2.0? I'm going to start working next next week on doing like 60 seconds, like NXT in 60 seconds. <laughs> I swear, because, um, well, I mean. 2.0 in you know, 60. 2.0. Oh, I like that already. <laughs> 2.0 in 60. I'll try it. This week wasn't hot, terrible. I'll quickly run down it. They started out with the um, a semifinal for the, for the Dusty Classic, Creed Brothers, Grizzle Young Vets. Uh, it was it was finally kind of worked way too hard for no reason. The Creed brothers are, are they slowly still learning people. No, I was just gonna say they're slowly learning that you can't just murder everybody. You know, as fun as it is, I get it. Trust me, I was there. I used to live on the mat. You can't just kill everybody anymore. So they're slowing it down. <laughs> Enter Terminator. Um, Why? Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, they did do the whole what was the Tower of Doom spot. I thought that was pretty cool. So I mean, it was. Eh, it wasn't too bad. Uh, the Creed brothers shockingly beat Grizzled Young Vets. They're moving on. Uh, we got Trip, uh, Tiffany Staten, a.k.a. you know, Daddy's Girl Lady against Wendy Chu. Is uh, bullshit. <laughs> uh, Pete Dunn beat some dude named Anthony. Uh, no, Draco Anthony. Never heard of this fucking nerd. Never heard of this fucking nerd. But he gave him some, he gave him some stuff. They kind of go back and forth. Pete Dunn kind of carried him. Tony D'Angelo showed up. Uh, he tried to jump him, got mad that he got his ass beat. And then uh, after the match, fucking Pete Dunn starts loading the ring with all kinds of like weapons and shit. And since he wants to have a weaponized cage match, but as he's throwing shit in the ring, they fucking cut to Tony D'Angelo. And he's like, this guy's a fucking lunatic. And I'm like, you jumped him, you fucking idiot. Like, what the shit? You're over there with a crowbar, like, and he's the fucking lunatic. Whatever. You had L.A. Knight versus the, this fucking giant, another another giant Indian. Another giant is the exact words. Another he's six foot eight, and he's from India. Exact words. Uh, Sanga? Sanga is his fucking name. You know what, though? I'm bagging on his name. I'm bagging on the thing. The fucking guy can move. If he's like a legit, <laughs> excuse me, a legit six eight, he can fucking move. He looked really good. He looked really clean. I was actually rather impressed. Um, LA Knight's still a fucking dork, though. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he ends up getting the getting the win, which, which kind of like blew my mind. I'm like, why in the fuck would you like have this guy looking so good and then just losing his opener? But 
He lost because of all the fucking distractions. Grayson Waller's an idiot, too. Just an absolute fucking dingus. Um, this championship summit where they have this fucking goddamn sit down. It's Braun Breaker and fucking he's straight out of the 90s. Fucking straight out of the 90s. Cut off shirt, cut off fucking jean jacket with my jean with my faded jeans on and my fucking shirt tucked in. Again, swear to God out of the 90s. I was like, dude, stop getting shit out of your dad's closet. Knock it off. <laughs> and he comes out and they're fucking they're literally he's like, well, we all know how these things end, you know, and he just stands up and he's ready to fight him. And out comes fucking Dolph Ziggler. And I'm like, why? Oh, well, I'm not here to brag, you know, but uh, I was the this and the... Okay, what the fuck are you doing here, though? Like, you didn't really actually even give a fucking reason why he was there. And it was like... It's fucking pain in the ass. And that's why he's the official geek of the week, by the way. Showing oh. up for no fucking reason. I'm going to play the music anyway. I was going to say you can just slide the music in on the back. <laughs> Pencil neck geek, gritty freak, scum sucking beard with a lousy physique. He's a one man, no cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. Pencil neck geek. Uh, so, who is this week's geek of the week? Dolph Ziggler, don't ever fucking just jump in there and think you're hot shit. Okay, you're not AJ Styles, pal. You're not AJ Styles. You can't just jump on a brand and be like, well, I was a one-time US, I was a one-time world heavyweight champ, and I won the fucking US title, and I see, like, nobody cares. We get, we get it. You've been around forever, so they have to give you belts. Go fuck right off now. Uh, Saray killed Dakota Kai with a Saito suplex. <sighs> Yeah, Dakai's just dying. Uh, She's been dying for like two, three years. She has been dying for like two or three years. Um, this, it's... Uh, Edris, Envo, and Malik, or whatever the fuck these guys' name is. I swear to God, they were like a jobber team that ended up becoming like a real team. And they're actually impressive, and I kind of like them. It's, it, it's hilarious, because this Malik is like, he's like the ladies' man. You know what I mean? He's got a lot of confidence. He exudes confidence. And this fucking, and, you know, Edris fella, he don't fucking say shit. He's just, like, real shy. And I'm like, what the fuck? These guys are weird. But it's, they can actually, they can work. Um, MSK did not carry them too much, but they did, you know, it was a nice little carry job. And it was a little quicker than I wanted it to be. I don't understand why the fucking Creed Brothers and, and goddamn Grizzly Young Vets got more fucking time than these butt fuckers. But whatever. I guess it is what it is. Uh, so the finals is actually MSK against the Creed Brothers. I kind of want to see MSK just win back to back. You know what I mean? I, I I like the Creed brothers. I do. I think MSK can carry them to. I'm hoping a decent tag match. But I wouldn't go crowning them dusty champs. Like, like that's as of right now, that's been a kind of prestigious little thing. Like don't yeah. go fucking it up. Uh, <clears throat> Kylie Ray and Mandy Rose. So I only caught this one in highlight form. I saw this one. I will admit that I do want to go back and rewatch it. And I will admit, <coughs> excuse me. I will admit that I'm sure the highlights had get, informed me of just as much fucking tomfoolery as there actually was in the match. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's exactly what I'm a little afraid of. 
But I mean, that just means that they're probably going to have a tag match. And so that, you know, obviously because Mandy won, but it was fine. It was, it was for, for as bad as NXT shows have been, this one wasn't terrible, but it was, I definitely got to stop watching NXT right after AEW. <laughs> I got it. I got to stop doing it. Probably saved by the women again. I mean, yeah, that's a hell. I mean, the fucking ladies in the back kind of had me entertained. Ra- Raquel Gonzalez and her new weird tag partner and whoever these fucking random ladies are. And they just started rambling in Spanish at each other. And I was like, what? Whatever. <laughs> when the fuck did I turn on AAA? But I guess. Uh, but it's cool. I like the fiery and passion. All right, then. <clears throat> um, oh, wait. So next. Wait a minute. What day? Oh, yeah. So next week is um, Vengeance Day. Vengeance Day. Vengeance Day. Not St. Valentine's Day Massacre. No, because they're fucking lame. Is it on, is it on a fucking Tuesday again? Uh, yeah. Oh, no. It's on a Monday. So. Monday. Yeah, on <clears throat> Valentine's Day. Oh, man. Raw's going to do a Valentine's Day edition. Well, that's the thing, though. Raw <laughs> and NXT are going to be on Sci-Fi for the next two weeks. Like yeah. this week they were on Sci-Fi. Next week they'll be on Sci-Fi, and that's because the Olympics rule all, baby. Um, wasn't Raw on Sci-Fi too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, their numbers are going down. Yeah, and of course the fact that it's on Sci-Fi is going to be an excuse. Mm-hmm. But we were on the like, homie. They're making one point three on or one point two on TBS player. TBS. Tell me one other show that's gotten over a mil the last time on TBS. I can't tell you. Certainly not Big Bang Theory reruns. reruns. Nope. Um, now then, for this week's Wrestler of the Week. Pretty easy one for me this week. Um, I didn't really have to think about it. Um, I've already said I think it was his best match in the company so far. Um, based purely on this week's tag match, I got to give it to CM Punk. Yeah, all right. he he brought it this week. Love it, and no, uh, he did absolutely bring it. Uh, another obvious, uh, acceptable answer would have been FTR for just being yeah. fantastic. And having an awesome handlebar and mustache and one of the sweetest mullets you've ever seen <laughs> on television. Um, totally died. <laughs> do it. Punk's really not well known for a tag team wrestler either, but he really, really understands tag team psychology so well. Yeah, that he does. He really does. He just understands he just, just wrestling psychology. Yeah. Which is great. It is in no way a bash. No. Uh, so, yeah, CM Punk is this week's wrestler of the week. And like I said, I want to see some more tag team punk. Yeah, <clears throat> tag team punk. Tag team punk. Uh, and before we go anywhere, another last couple of things from uh, WWE. Um, we're obviously continuing the feud with Becky and Lita. Uh, Lita hit a pretty smooth-ass twist of fate and a beautiful moonsault on Becky this week. She hasn't missed a step. Nah. Uh, I'm, I'm canny. 
as much as we wanted Becky and Ronda, I'm actually looking forward to to Becky and Lita at the chamber, and then obviously we'll see who Becky's against at Mania. Probably going to be either Liv Morgan or the other one I've heard, uh, Bianca. And, uh, one of those two makes sense. If you're going to do Bianca, then she's got to lose big time. Who, Becky? Either way, Becky needs to lose. Yeah. In either one of these matches. Now that I think about it, either one of them, she needs to lose. Uh, they're, they're both owed to be put over in a big way by Becky. So it's got to be one of those two. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will find out. At the cha- Who else in the chamber matches? Bianca, Liv, uh, Piper. Uh, I want to say Dana Brooke. Oh, God. Are you? Hang on. Is that a joke? <laughs> Please be a joke. It's definitely Liv, Bianca, and um, Piper Nimmin. Oh, uh, Rhea Ripley, oh, Nikki you. Ash. <clears throat> sorry, Nikki A.S.H. Uh, mm-hmm. And TBA, there's still one spot left. Ah, crap, it's all bitches. Why did I think... It's going to be hard. Oh, country. It's fine. Uh, so obviously we're going to be predicting um, Blood Money 7 next week. But here's the matches so far. So we got that women's chamber match. Uh, we got Roman and Goldberg, a.k.a. Wild Bill hip replacement. Yeah, yawning. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> we got, second you said we're running down the car, and I'm like, ah, oh, here we go. Uh, Becky and Lita. Jesus. Break, breaking shit. Becky and Lita for the Raw Women's title. Uh, the Men's Chamber match for the WWE, WWE Championship. Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar versus Seth freaking Rollins. Versus Austin Fury versus Matt Riddle versus AJ Styles. Uh, that, that's actually going to be a tough one to call because I really don't think Brock's going to win and I don't want a unification match because uh, Brock's already got a match against Roman, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't need a title. Uh, we also have the Usos versus the Viking Raiders for the SmackDown Tag Team titles and <laughs> Drew McIntyre versus Mad Cat Moss. Did it. Drew McIntyre so once wise, carried the title and carried Raw for like a year, and now he's in a pointless singles match against Madcap Marsh just because he got eliminated at the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Stupid. What a stupid, waste. Stupid, 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 stupid. Stupid. Insert Randy Orton GIF. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, that's your card for... Blood money will be predicting next week. And we got in five one two and SMR Podnet. Once again, the website is maxwrestling.net. And now listen up, all you Pentonet geeks, because this is what Moses has for you this week. Right on. Got a whole lot of nothing right now. Uh everything is put on hold. Why? I'm actually in the process. Uh, well, going to school and it's very hard and learning to code and then doing notes and all these other things is not easy. So as of right now, um, bolt rant is like the biggest, I think I've said this part. It's like the biggest priority. There is some stuff from after the senior bowl since senior bowl is now over that I'm going to be discussing, but don't expect anything for about another week. I'm hoping starting Monday is going to be a thing where I'm going to be doing mock draft Mondays. Uh, every Monday will be a three-round mock draft. 
and we'll go through different scenarios of guys who could fall where, and you know, we'll see how it goes. We'll do three different mock drafts every Monday, and um, I think it'll be maybe like every Wednesday I'll drop something else, but it's not confirmed yet. Um, Retro is confirmed to come back. It is 100% on its way back. The start date, I have yet to confirm that. Um, there's either going to be a new co-host or a returning co-host. I don't know yet. It's uh, Either one is up in the air. So we'll see. But yeah, Retro is on the way Forbidden back. Forbidden Door. Forbidden Door, okay? Just know the Forbidden Door. Uh, but expect it maybe March. Probably second week of March. Uh, but yeah, other than that, Bolt Rant stuff, doing what I can. Oh, TikTok, gotta get on TikTok, gotta follow Max Wrestling UK, I believe is what it is, TikTok. And I'm literally going on there and I'm responding to the fucking idiots, to the people, to the the, the same marks that posted the shit Mark Say segment. I am literally <laughs> going on TikTok and bashing them. Um, I'm on the process of doing skits. Still trying to figure out how to work this fucking app. I am 32 years old. And I yes, as much <laughs> as I am a programming major, don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But I'm figuring it out. There's skits are coming. Uh, they're probably just going to bash WWE. So just be fair warned now. And they're going to be hilarious. Uh, but other than that, send me your questions. Q&A is always open. And uh, yeah, I'm down. Hell yeah. There you go. Uh, second week of March is actually also perfect because that's the this year's seventh anniversary of Max Wrestling. No, it's a seventh. It's a seven years anyway. I don't know how. I, I always forget how it works. Is it seventh anniversary? It's been seven years. Is it the eighth anniversary? Is it the sixth? I don't no, know. Seven, but it's, seven. it's seven years of Max Wrestling. Uh, yeah. Second week of March, which is also two weeks before Promo Mania. Um. So, with that said, join us next week for Blood Money Ooh. Seven predictions. Uh, we'll predict it. We probably won't watch it. Well, um, Alexander, we've uh, been waiting for you. Your opponent obviously hasn't let himself known or left a message, so I, we still don't know who he is. He didn't feel like talking this week, so I guess if you don't feel like talking, even there's nothing left to say except you've been watching the Cap and Mo. Goodbye. Mwah! And good. Ah, for fuck. Dazzy Lee. I do apologize for having to interrupt the show once again, but I have been waiting a week now for this man to come forward and confess his sins. Moses Marquette. I am sure you have told your lawyer that I am looking for him. Chad and Malcolm, I am sick and tired of you running around here acting like Vince McMahon. You see, Travis the Walker Anderson wants to be released of his contract. He wants to walk away. 
and quite frankly, he is getting damn tired of doing all of your dirty work for you. So, at Promo Mania, it will be Chad Malcolm the Lawyer versus Travis the Walker Anderson. And when Travis the Walker Anderson wins, you will let him free.